The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome in to another edition of Payoff Pitch. Action Network's go-to Major League Baseball betting podcast. We come to you every Tuesday and Friday during the baseball season with analysis and breakdown of the Major League Baseball slate. Please rate, review, subscribe. We really appreciate it. 15 games in the majors today. We don't promise to touch on every game on this podcast. We get to what is going to be actionable because there's just too much to choose from. Uh, Of course, always joined by Sean Zarillo and Colin Whitchurch, Action Network Senior Editor. Good to have the whole uh, crew back together here on a Friday. Let's get people off on the right foot heading into the weekend. We'll start with our matchups of the day. Colin Whitchurch, you were saying before we started recording that you just you couldn't stay away from the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. Well, now the Dodgers are taking on those Phillies uh, tonight as a favorite at minus 138. Phillies at plus 118, total set at 9 Feels like the Dodgers here are going to try and get a little revenge on the Phillies after what happened in LA last week. Yeah, and I'm I'm done betting against the Dodgers uh, on a side for at least a little while. I need to maybe go to a support group or something. Uh, <laughs> betting on the Diamondbacks against the Dodgers. So instead today, I'm I'm targeting a total. I actually really like this matchup. Uh, the total set at nine. The Phillies have been great against lefties this year with a 117 weighted runs created plus. Julio Urias has not been missing bats this year. I have a lot of concerns about him going forward. His strikeout rate's way down. Ranger Suarez hasn't been nearly as good as he was last year. The Dodgers' offense for all of their pitching troubles the last couple of weeks, their their offense has been as good as advertised. They've just been absolutely crushing the ball. That, combined with the Philly success against lefties and my fading of Urias, has me targeting the total at nine. I am a big fan of this bet today. Any action for you, Zarillo, on the Dodgers? Have they been making you miserable at all? Well, I bet the Phillies in every game against them, so we somehow came out ahead there, despite the fact that it seemed like the Phillies were going to lose all of those games at some point. I'd like the Phillies here down to plus 129, but it is provided 
Bryce Harper is in the lineup. Without Harper, it's probably a break-even bet. With Harper, I made this line closer to plus 119, plus 115. Same pitching matchup as we had last Saturday. That line closed plus 160 in L.A., Based on adjusting for home field, assuming Harper is in the lineup, you would expect that line to come down to about plus one point. I only moved my, my projection for that game was plus 138. I actually only projected this game at plus 120 because I adjusted both pitchers since that matchup. Reese's velocity is back up at his last two starts. I know Colin said he's not missing bats this year. He's actually better in terms of velocity and his expected metrics are still in the low threes where they were last year. Ranger Suarez, meanwhile... He does continue to not miss bats. Swing strike rate down about 5% year over year. His expected metrics have climbed over four. He was sub three in pretty much everything last year. So I do have some concerns on the pitching side, but even after making those adjustments, I still show value on the Phillies here. Like I said, provided Bryce Harper's in the lineup. Another game that we're looking at tonight on this Friday, White Sox-Yankees. These teams met last week as well, and the Yankees took three out of four. First two games, the the over completely uh, smashed, and then the next two are lower-scoring games. Dallas Keuchel's on the mound for the White Sox. He did earn a win. That was his last start against New York. Five innings, four hits, no runs. Walked three, struck out three. He looked like the Dallas Keuchel of old. I mean, it's just, you know... What's gotten into this guy? He's three and three on the year. He's had a couple of starts. You're like, is this the old Dallas Keigel at 34 years old? Um, White Sox at plus 190. Is that an overreaction to how the series went last week? Or are the Yankees that good, Zarillo? Well, Nestor Cortez is quite good. This guy's been consistently underrated in the betting markets for quite some time now. His expected indicators, I believe, are sub three this year. And Keigel's expected ERA was over six last year. has come down to four. Expected FIP Sierra, both closer to five. Strikeout minus walk rate is basically neutral. He's walking as many guys as he strikes out. One thing he's doing differently this year, though, is throwing his sinker more often. 48% sinker rate. That's the highest mark it's been in a few years. Um, like I said, command is very spotty, but 10% increase in his sinker usage year over year, 55% ground ball rate. So he can eliminate runners even if he ends up walking them. He's kind of dancing through fire, though, a little bit, considering all these walks. I think it's going to catch up to him at some point. I think that five indicator mark is probably closer to where I project him than the four that he's currently sitting at for his expected ERA. I'm probably going to target a Yankees first five team total here. I projected that at 2.75. I need two and a half at minus 110 or better. So I'm going to look for a good number. Only see minus 120s out there now. So we're going to see as more books open up where I can get the juice out. Yeah, Colin, Cortez has been really good. Eight innings against those Yankees last week. They didn't go head-to-head, Keuchel and Cortez. Eight innings, three hits, uh, didn't walk anyone, struck out seven. 13 fly balls, uh, which is a season best, a season high, rather. Um, 99 pitches. He was great against the Rangers, too. What's your angle on this game? Yeah, there's actually been some a little bit of controversy in the Chicago media about Dallas Keuchel. He he aired some grievances against Tony La Russa recently about not being allowed to pitch deeper in the game, saying he oh, thinks the, he a it. grievance against Tony La Russa. No way. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you, you look at the way he's performed. And it's like, well, you got to earn it, you know, and then Johnny Cueto comes out in his first start with the team and he actually earns it. So I, I don't know. I have, I am definitely not interested in betting on Keuchel, especially against this Yankees offense. But as Zerillo mentioned, he has actually been kind of unlucky this year, 4.0 XERA, 4.82 XFIP. So my angle in this game is actually the first five under four and a half, which you can get at plus money. I think that 
the the benefit Keuchel has in this start at Yankee Stadium, such a a home run happy ballpark, is that he is still inducing a lot of ground balls. He has gotten luck unlucky a lot. The White Sox defense has been really bad early this season. So if they can shore things up, Yon Moncada is back now. I think that him keeping the ball on the ground against this Yankees offense will be helpful. And Cortez, I have no interest in betting against him at all right now. Like you said, eight innings against the White Sox last week. I think the one run he allowed was a kind of a cheap solo homer in that eighth or seventh inning. Um, you know, he had no hit stuff early in that game. And the White Sox offense, you know, everyone keeps waiting for them to turn it around. They did have, I think, five or six walks against the Royals last night. That was against Carlos Hernandez, who has been very fadeable all season long. Going into that, they're walking about once a game. They have one of the worst walk rates in baseball. So I don't expect their offense to all of a sudden. For as well as they clicked yesterday, I don't expect it to continue against Cortez. So first five under four and a half, especially if you can get it at plus money. That's where that's where I'm looking in this matchup. Yeah, I'm seeing plus 100 right now on DraftKings to get under four and a half first five Yankees White Sox. And this is kind of a fascinating matchup. I know the Yankees dominated the series last week, but coming in White Sox eight and two in their last 10 on the road. Yankees 11 and one in their last 12 at home. And we know the Yankees have been very good at home. And yes, Engel hit that home run off Cortez in the eighth inning. But yeah, solo shot has pitched really well. Should be uh, should be fun. In division matchup in the NL West. Uh, Padres Giants, uh, a later start tonight, 940 Eastern. These are always tough, right? These in-division matchups, but it doesn't feel like there's uh, much of a lean here in terms of what the odds are telling us. Uh, Padres minus 102, Giants minus 116 on the money line. Total set at eight. Sean, you have a read on this one? I bet the Giants last night at minus 108, but that is where I would set the price target. I wouldn't go above that. And I think that the line has floated up a little bit now. Uh, just for future considerations, I do like what the Giants have done with Jacob Junis. This is a consistent theme with the Giants over the past few years. They take pitchers from other organizations, optimize their pitch mix, fix their command and mechanics a little bit. They have Junis throwing his slider 56% of the time. And it's been above 50% every start. Career 40% slider usage. Generally, that's what he throws it at. So they bumped it up 15%, making him throw his best pitch as often as he possibly can. They also scrapped this cutter completely and they quadrupled this changeup usage. So new pitch mix for Junis. Command has improved 5% walk rate. That would rank in about the top 15 amongst qualified starting pitchers if he did qualify. So I like what the Giants have done with Junis. Fresh bullpen behind him. I think they're the side here. The line has just floated up a little bit closer to where it should be. How about you, Colin, and these two teams separated by a game and a half. Padres just ahead of the Giants in the standings. Yeah, Zerillo stole my thunder here a little bit with, with Junis. It's He's someone who I've been looking to target, another product of the Giants pitching machine. You mentioned the slider units. If you combine his slider changeup usage from last year to this year, that's a 25% increase in sliders and changeups combined. As you mentioned, they ditched the cutter. I was hoping to get the Giants at a better number against a pitcher like Sean Manaya, but I do have an angle on this game, and it's Sean Manaya's strikeout total, which you can get at a heavily juiced minus 150 over five and a half strikeouts. He's only gone under five and a half strikeouts once this year. I think he struck out 12 his last time out. I think minus 150 is even still good value. Um, you know, the Giants, for as good as they can be offensively, they are a little bit strikeout prone. Manaya has some of the best swing and miss stuff in the game. So over five and a half strikeouts for Manaya, that, that's where I'm going with this game. 
had six against this Giants lineup way back in early April, uh, mid-April, early in the season. Uh, he's pitched really well. What a pickup and that the, was. The one time he went under that total, I think, was against the Dodgers, too. So Yeah, you're right. Yep, yeah. it, that's right. And he, he's had a few – he walked three, he walked three guys. He allowed two homers. But, you know, that lineup is a different beast. It was his worst start of the year. So, yeah. yep. He's I, very uh, high floor for Manaya. See, like, he's just extremely high floor as a pitcher. On deck, other games we want to hit on. So those are the three we really hit on off the top of the show, in case you're new here, leading off with some games that we just feel good about. And also just some some good matchups here uh, in middle of May as baseball season starts to, to really heat up. Oh, look out. Uh-oh. You think you're safe over there on deck, but <laughs> you're really not. Colin, we'll start with you. You have an angle on Twins Royals. Yeah, Daniel Lynch has been fantastic this season. He's a pitcher that I generally like to target with the Royals. They're they're not a team I like to bet on a lot, but if I can get Daniel Lynch a plus number, I'm generally going to take it. However, I am a little bit hesitant to do so today against the Twins, who are one of the best offenses in baseball against left-handed pitching. They have a 120 weighted runs created plus. And most of Lynch's success so far this season has come against lesser offenses than he's going to face today. However, with Devin Smeltzer on the other side, who's essentially a swingman slash spot starter type for Minnesota, I think the total instead the the target instead should be on the total eight and a half. I like the over here. I would have liked to get the Royals a little bit better number if I was going to bet them. Like I said, I really like Lynch. However, I don't like him so much today. So over eight and a half in Twins Royals is a spot that I'm definitely going to be targeting today. Sean, before we get to your on-deck picks, you have any thoughts on on this game, Twins-Royals? I also bet the over projected the total at 8.9, so I like the over and a half, over eight and a half as well. And I did bet the Royals, but the number has come down. Would need plus 118 or better to jump in on Lynch, but I do like what I've seen from him this year. Former first-round pick seems to be hitting his stride. So the other games you want to hit on, Sean, we'll go right through them here. Tigers, Guardians, Rays, Orioles, Red Sox, Mariners. You have a couple quick thoughts on these? Yeah, so the Tigers, and I wrote up uh, two of these three games in my write-up, which you could find on actionnetwork.com today if you want to go a bit deeper on Tigers, Guardians, and, and Rays, Orioles. But the Tigers, I bet in both halves, we'll get to it again in best bets. Minus 108 for the full game, at minus 139 for the first five innings would be my price targets. Tarek Skubal used to have a crazy home run issue, allowed more than two per nine innings, 20% home run, a five-ball rate. It's gone the other way this year. Dead in baseball certainly helping him, but also he changed his pitch mix halfway through last year. Started throwing his four-seam fastball half as often as he had previously. It used to be 60% down to 30%. Sinker usage wasn't there previously. Now it's up to 20%. And he's also throwing his slider much more frequently as well. Both the slider and the sinker have ground ball rates closer to 50%. So he went from a guy who had a 27% ground ball rate to 49% this year, which would put him 18th amongst 53 qualified starters. And his command is also improving with age. So Tarek Skubal's indicators are all in the mid to low twos. He looks like an ace to me. We'll see if he can keep it up for the rest of the year, but definitely love what I'm seeing from Skubal. The Rays and Orioles, this total has surprisingly gone up, and I'm not really sure why. Rays on a bullpen day, love to bet their unders on bullpen days, love to bet the Rays on bullpen days. I'll be adding their money line as well. Jalen Beast getting the start there. We'll probably pitch two innings, but really it's their changing run environment. In Baltimore, Camden Yards used to be about 12 to 16 percent above a league average park, one of the better hitters parks in the league. This year, it's about 13 percent below average. So you take that swing. That's like going from Coors Field to a neutral park, basically, in terms of a swing from being an offensive park to a pitcher's park, moving that left field wall back 30 feet, raising the walls by five feet, completely changed the dynamics of how the ball is flying there, in addition to the humidor. So 
adding all that together, it's a completely different run environment. I'm surprised this totals all the way up to nine. I'll probably be adding more nine. I like this down eight and four for the first five innings respectively. So definitely betting those unders. And then lastly, the Red Sox, the Mariners. I guess I'm still on the Robbie Ray Faye train. His velocity did bounce back a little bit in his last start. He's at 92.9 on the season. He got up to 94.3 in that start against the Mets. Ended up blowing my first five money lines through Robbie Ray. That said, not really ready to raise his projections all the way back to where they should be. He was at 94.8 last year. I need to see that velocity again sitting over 94 miles an hour today to give him all the credit for where he was previously to Cy Young levels. So made Boston around minus 120 in both halves, would lay it up to minus 112 in either half. Michael Walk has been pretty good this year, but it's really mostly a Robbie Ray fit. One note on, on Sean's three games there. Um, one spot that I'm going to be targeting, Tyler Wells' strikeouts is the number one rated prop in our Action Labs system. DraftKings has him at three and a half over at plus money. We project him at 5.6 strikeouts today. It's a 31.3% edge if you're betting the over on Tyler Wells' strikeouts today. So that's a spot I'm going to be targeting as well. Yeah, Wells is a very underrated pitcher. I, I consistently look to bet him, but today is not the spot for it to bet the Orioles in my opinion. I love both of your inputs on the Baltimore Orioles, but want to shout out our senior producer, Matt Mitchell, who uh, did a great job <laughs> betting the Orioles in all facets. And he did go to Twitter and say, if I had any brains at all, these would be my last bets ever. Orioles, money line. <laughs> Orioles minus one and a half uh, in a variety of ways. And he took the he, plus he one and a half the, He needed the blown save in the top of the ninth too to catch that reverse run lines. That was Unreal. just absolute poetry. Unreal. But yes, uh, we did talk about that yesterday on the YouTube show, the uh, impact of that ballpark, the Camden Yards. Okay, uh, cleaning up. Are you going to place a bet or what? They never quit. It's unbelievable. It's kind of the game within the game here. Okay, last episode, it wasn't great, but Colin said it, he felt more comfortable uh, with this show today now that everyone's back together. 0-4 last week. We're a few games under 500, but but as Zarillo uh, reminded me a few weeks ago, we give out, you know, these guys give out some plus money bets too. So from a actual cash standpoint, I think we're right around 500. We're right in the mix, right in the wild card hunt, maybe even a division berth if, uh, you know, we're in a crappy division. But yeah, anyway, we're fine. We're still very much early in the season. So Colin, uh, now that you feel more comfortable with everyone back, uh, what do you got for a best bet today on Friday, May 20th? Yeah, if anything, I'm blaming you for our lack of success last episode, Brendan, because you being here gives us the confidence to give out these winning yeah. bets. You weren't here, so we're we're back on track today. And I'm going, believe it or not, with another run line bet as a best bet, and that's in Brewers Nationals. The Nationals are a team that has been very fun to find ways to bet against. Everyone talked about the Reds' early season struggles. The Nationals are right down there among the worst teams in baseball. Starting today is Eric Fetty, one of the more fadeable pitchers in baseball even his 4.24 era is a farce he had five shutout innings against the angels a couple starts ago where he walked more than he struck out he just walks batters left and right and the brewers are top 11 in the league in walk rate eric lauer of course is an emerging ace he's been insanely good this year his strikeout rates up 12 percent. so i'll be laying the one and a half with the brewers tonight which i think is even comes across at plus money i think that they win this easily tonight second best bet we talked about it a little bit earlier twins royals over eight and a half it is 
not so much buying Daniel Lynch, but buying the Twins offense against lefties and the Royals to scratch across just enough runs against spot starter Devin Smeltzer to get us over this total. Very good. Sean Zarillo, best bet or bets for us, please. Yeah, every first five total I give out on here loses. So let's go with the full game total, the Orioles and the Rays under nine. This is a pretty massive edge for me. I projected this total closer to seven and a half. Betted at eight and a half, thought it'd come down to eight. It went the other way towards nine. So I certainly love the under nine here, getting the key number. This game is not on a national TV game, so we don't have to worry about the juice balls, Apple TV situation. You're showing edge on the Pirates under as well. That is an Apple TV game though, so I'm a bit worried about that. Yeah, Rays and Orioles under nine. And then my other bet is the Tigers' first five money line. Like I said, I projected this closer to 60%. Like it up to minus 139. I'm buying Tarek Skubelstag. Believe he is trending towards A status if he's not there already. Excellent. All right, gentlemen, great work as always. Yeah, that Apple TV product, I've been fascinated by it um, out of the gate. But it always makes you wonder, what if we had our own, you know, live broadcast, the payoff pitch broadcast? Would people look at us like, oh, well, the payoff pitch broadcast, the total hits this uh, or the their record is this? Maybe, maybe someday. Uh, Sean Zarello does a great job covering baseball uh, over at the Action Network, one of our senior writers. Colin Whitchurch, Action Network senior editor. For both of those guys, Brendan Glasheen, every Tuesday and Friday, we are here to break down the Major League Baseball slate. Best of luck, everyone, and we will be back with you next Tuesday. See ya. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.